Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rat me voice. This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen, a small, Local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your Marshmallow Couch and other sweet treats at ModernAppalachianKitchen.com. We are part of the 1012 Patreon. Please be a part of our 1012 Patreon where you can get behind the scenes information, show participation, and other things. It is www.patreon.com slash 1012 network. Thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix. Once again, I'm back in the building, but I'm not by myself. Of course, I'm with my brother. Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. Jeremy, if you didn't know, we're in the building in the booth. We are now ready to talk West Virginia. Jeremy, it's been a long season. Actually, it's not. It's been a quick season. The older I get, the faster these seasons go. Week by week just happens so quickly. Don't think I didn't see Amanda Mazie saying, Brandon, you're the best. And when she says you're the best, I feel like it's a shot in the dark, okay? I'm be honest with you. <laughs> Amanda, I heard you. And that's the reason why Randy is my favorite Maisie. Randy, stand up! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> hey, Randy, about that. hey, Randy, hey, Randy, you're the best. I thank you so much, Randy. Thank you so much, Randy. We got to get him on the show, speaking of him being the best, but we got to do that. We got to do that. But in the meantime, in between time, we will talk West Virginia football. We will talk a little West Virginia basketball. We will talk college football playoff, and we will talk the NFL. We're going to start with the season that just concluded. The Mountaineers finished eight and four, beating Baylor. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the season? How do you feel about Neil Brown? Can you give me a grade? A grade of Neil Brown? I give him a B, a solid B. Yeah, I agree. Not a B plus, not an A plus, not an A minus. You lost games you should have won. We go eight and four. We make a bowl game. We we finish higher than what we should have. Hey, that's all the love in the world. I'm over this grading Neil Brown because when 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 I evaluate Neil Brown, that's like. So when somebody says, hey, should we retain him or not? Give me your answer. But now that he's definitely coming back next year, it doesn't matter. So what I'm doing, and I've been doing this the last four or five games, I'm just enjoying the wins. And here we are, eight and four. Here we are playing North Carolina in a Duke Mayo Bowl that's semi-close. I'm happy Charlotte. I'm not optimistic. I'm not telling you I'm overwhelmingly optimistic for the future, but right now for what it is, I'm very happy with this season, and I'm glad that we're going to a bowl, and I'm glad we could be 9-4, and four, and hopefully we beat them. I am a Houston Hail Mary away from being very happy about the season. Yep. I would say I'm just happy about the season. 8-4 and four is way better than we thought we would do. Yes, the schedule turned out to be a much lighter schedule than we, in, than we, in, uh, than we anticipated, but you do what you got to do, and you win the games you can win. Like you always say, win the games you can win. Amen. And we did that, except And for let me one just interrupt time. you for one second, and I'm going to let you keep going. But talk for at least another minute, because I got to go get my charger for my uh, computer, my laptop. <laughs> yeah. So keep going. So, so I'm not going to respond well, for about a minute, but keep going. All good, all good, all good. Um, So the bottom line for me is, we don't give up a Hail Mary last second touchdown to Houston in Houston then I'm very happy with the season because we're nine and three with a chance to win 10 games in a season when I didn't think we'd win more than five. I picked us to go five and seven. And yes, we played all the newcomers. We should have beaten all the newcomers, but yes, we played all the newcomers. We did well, except for against Houston. Yes, we had a chance against Oklahoma State, but that doesn't bother me because Oklahoma State made it to the Big 12 championship. They were a very good team. Ollie Gordon, great running back. I'm glad we didn't have to play Texas. I'm glad we didn't play Kansas State. I'm glad we didn't play Kansas. I'm glad we didn't play Iowa State. Those games could have been very different for us. But the, the key is you play to win the games, and you play the games that are on your schedule. You play who's in front of you, and West Virginia did that, and they did well with what was there. Am I ecstatic? No, because I'm not stupid. We didn't beat teams who were good football teams for the most part. We really didn't. You go look at the records of the teams we played, and yeah. it's apparent. Yeah, by the way. By the way, I'm back. I came back faster than the guy from Sportsline when he didn't wash his hands and came back. We're <laughs> <laughs> quick. Yeah, I'm back. So, Jeremy, here's the thing I want to say to you. Here's what I've been thinking about for the season, because I would give it the same thing you gave it. I would give it a solid B without question. It's definitely a B, above average. The last seven games were different. Offensively, we were a different football team the last seven games. And statistically, that's borne out. 
the offense was at 7.1 yards per play in the final seven games after the bye week this year. You'd have to go back to the 2018 team to find those numbers, according to Keenan Cummings, a.k.a. at Rivals Keenan. So then I went and did a little research, Jeremy. You know what I did? snap it. And anybody who knows him knows it's a big deal. (laughs) So the first five games, according to (laughs) WestVirginiaSports.com, we averaged 26.4 points. The last seven games, we averaged 35.2 points. We averaged 347.4 yards the first five games. The last seven games, we averaged 503 yards. Rushing the ball, we averaged 191.8 the first five games. We finished the season, the last seven games, averaging 264.7 yards rushing. Passing went from 155.6 all the way up to 238.2. From 19.6 first downs a game, to 25.1 first downs. Jeremy, do you think that's a coincidence? No. What do you think happened? Well, first, I feel like we played lesser opponents. And second thing is, I think our coaching staff adjusted, and that's a big deal, that they adjusted to what we do best, and that's run with the quarterback. Don't Jeremy? let Garrett Green decide where we're going to pass. Let him take off with his feet, like Milrose doing with Alabama. That sounds nice, and maybe that's true, but let me assure you, when you look at the data, this is what happened. The first five games, Jaheim White didn't really play. But the last seven, Jaheim White went off. Starting at UCF, 85 yards, 9.4 yards per carry. In the loss to Houston, he only toted the rock seven times for 3.3 yards per carry. Against TCU, he averaged 9.2 yards a carry. Against, I'm sorry, I'm going the wrong way. He averaged, he averaged 9.4 yards per carry against UCF. That's when he really took, when he really came on, 85 yards, right? Then BYU, he averaged 9.1 yards per carry for a total of 146 yards. We lose to Oklahoma. He only averaged 4.3 yards. And I say only because 4.3 is still good, but it's not like what he's been, what he had been doing. Then he goes off against Cincinnati, 204 yards, 9.7 yards per carry, finishes against Baylor with 133 yards, 7.8 yards per carry. The difference was Jaheim White, Jeremy. The difference was Jaheim White. Nah, he's a man. We know that. But not everybody looks at it that way. Jaheim White was the difference. My question is, what happens if Jaheim White starts out against Penn State? And people will say he wasn't ready. I feel like it's the Steve Slayton argument. I do. I do too. I know. I get get so sick of it. I've seen freshmen start at big-time programs and and do big things at the very first game of the year. I think this is part of Neil Brown being conservative and playing it close to the vest like he always does. Yes. And not letting this freshman play for whatever reason. So, yeah, no, I'm not giving that credence that he was a true freshman. He used to learn playbook. There's so many kids I see across the country. You mean to tell me these kids just aren't as intelligent as the other kids? That's possible. But I also think it's also possible that you just don't have the cojones to to start freshmen, even though they'll help you. And I know maybe they don't or the awareness to or the awareness to adjust your offense to put a guy like Jaheim White in position to make impact on your football team. He won't know all the plays, but there will be some plays that he can make an impact. So that's why he got 12 carries against Duquesne, one carry against Texas Tech, five carries against TCU, seven carries against Houston, nine carries against UCF, 16 against BYU, nine carries against Oklahoma, 21 against Cincinnati, 17 against Baylor. 
The difference was Jaheim White. And when they played him and got him the rock, he made an impact. And it changes the way you have to defend the read option. Brandon, I have a question for you. Yeah. And I agree with you. How good do you think Garrett Green is? I heard some people talking about him being Heisman, and you look at his stats, and he's in the top 10 as, you know, highest-rated quarterbacks in the country. When you According to Pro Football Green, Focus, yes. I'm, I'm not talking about Pro Football Focus. I'm talking about you and your eyes when you watch West Virginia games, what Garrett Green does, what is your evaluation, what's your overall takeaway from who Garrett Green is? He's an intermediate passing game away from being Pat White-esque. Esque. Please listen to the esque. I did not call him Pat White. I said Pat White-esque. Intermediate throwing. I feel like Pat had more touch when it mattered, and even Pat had to learn that. He's a better version of Skylar Howard. And before we get all crazy, Skylar Howard won 10 games. And yes, he had a phenomenal defense, but he was part of the equation. I like that. He's in between Skylar Howard and Pat White. I like that. He's a better version of Pat Oh, Sorry. He's a better version of Skylar Howard. He's the best quarterback we've had here since Will Greer. He's finally the guy that Neil Brown's been wanting and needing. And I hope Neil Brown does not go backwards. He said that from now on, he's going to have a dual threat quarterback. And I hope that's the case because West Virginia has always done better historically with a dual threat quarterback. We're not a statue. We're not a statue you. And most teams do other than Iowa, Wisconsin, and those other teams. I will say Garrett Green's exactly who we thought he was. He can run the ball. He can also throw the deep ball. I don't, believe in his ability to read a defense, but it doesn't matter as long as you're running the option, which gives him the option to hand off to one of them stellar running backs and run it himself. You see how dangerous and um, dynamic he can be when he steps back and then decides, you know what? I want to run. Do I think he's an elite quarterback? No. Do I think he's a B plus? Yes. College football quarterback. That's not the NFL. I'm talking about college football quarterback. When you can run the way he runs, it opens everything else up. I love the fact that our offense coaching staff realizes it and is and are curtailing our offense to his strengths. That's what we're seeing. And his passion and his heart that all of us as Mountaineer fans love is coming out on the field. Yes. Do I think it, he's a Heisman a candidate? No, absolutely no, stop. not. Please stop. I but, love the guy. But, love the guy. But is he balling and playing his position in exactly who we thought he was and who he should be? Absolutely. And I hope he just keeps on doing it. I will say this. He's got moxie. He's yep. had multiple game-winning drives. Houston was a game-winning drive. Now, he took off his helmet, and there was a Hail Mary, and that was a loss. In the end, but he took the team down when they were losing. It put them in the lead in position to win. And had Jordan Leslie decided to put pressure on the quarterback the way he did against Baylor, maybe we win that game. But it didn't work out our way, so oh well. My point is, the guy's not afraid of the moment. He's got cojones. Brandon, absolutely. Now, now let's go to the offensive line. Yeah, Brandon, I, oh, listen, I owe Matt Moore an apology. Oh Matt, yes, I we owe Matt. Do. I owe you, him an me, and everybody more than, more than anybody else. He got his guys matured. He got his guys grown up, and they went out and they balled. Now they did not ball every single game the way we would like, but a lot of that has to do with what you've been saying, which is when you know that you're going to run the ball and you just load the box, it makes it really hard to move anybody. But Matt Moore, he put together a really, really great offensive line, Brandon, and they definitely see- should have been. Go ahead. 
No. And they definitely should have been what? Finalists for offensive line of the year. Amen. And, and Zach Frazier, Brandon, the fact that he got up, did you see how he got off the field instead of getting the 10 second violation? Uh, yes, of course I saw that. Do you see him crawl on his one foot and two hands off the field so that they didn't get a 10 second runoff? That is West Virginia football. That is West Virginia DNA. Coal mines, back mountain woods, whatever you want to say. That is it. I love the uh, football IQ and the heart to be able to get off the line. And this is the reason why the whole state loves Zach Frazier. Brandon, that being said, can you think of an office alignment that you have loved like Zach Frazier? So I, that I've loved. So I, I wanted to say Dan Moses. That was my your first favorite, your, fa- your, your favorite office alignment outside of uh, Zach my, Frazier. My first thought was Dan Moses. You know, All-American, undersized, played like a man. And let me say, there's a play that nobody talks about. It was during the Sugar Bowl. West Virginia's back on their two or three-yard line. I need to look it up and let everybody see it. It's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Steve Slate gets the ball in the end zone. It's like second or third down, and I don't know how many. And as the linebacker comes off the edge, Dan Moses is on his knees in the middle of the field. I mean, in the middle of the line. And literally, he throws his whole body backwards from his knees. So he's not blocking anybody with his hands. He's just throwing his body, and he throws his body straight backwards, and the linebacker runs into his body, and Slayton has just enough time to get past it and go for the first down. It was the greatest play I've ever seen from an offensive lineman. I have to look it up. Nobody ever talks about it. Dan Moses, goodness, that was such a great play. So Dan Moses is my first thought. My next thought was undrafted, Mr. Undrafted, Quentin Spain. And I remember him warming up before the Alabama game in Atlanta. And dude just looked like a ball player. And he was a ball player. And he's been a ball player. And he's still a ball player. But Jeremy, when big number 55, Yadnik adjusted that shadow boxing on the field. Yadney! I got to say he's got Yadney. So since, you know, Zach Frazier, of course, Zach Frazier went from a great player to a legend with that final play against Baylor um, for him. He went from a great player to a, to a Mountaineer legend, to a, to a guy Absolutely. who has a chance to have Absolutely. his jersey retired because he'll be an All-American. He should be up for the Remington Award. Snubbed is not the word. He's, his snubbery, according to Jen Will, and I agree, is up there with the Kevin Jones snub for the Big East Player of the Year. It's up there with Stedman Bailey's Bolitnikoff snubbery. That is how big a deal this is. That he I got agree. snuffed from the Remington Award. But hopefully it'll pay off when they when when the combine happens, when the draft happens, um, and we don't have to worry about subjective awards. We get to see people put their money where their mouth is and select the best players. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I will say Yadney w- w- was amazing, and Dan Moses, absolutely. Those were my two that I would say that I loved a lot. But Zach Frazier's a West Virginia boy. Yep. And it adds more. Zach yep. Frazier's going to go down as most people's favorite Mountaineer offense alignment in the last 20 years. Um, especially because, like I said, that play, he, he gets off the field. One leg in the air that's hurt and he won't be back from. 
going off on three legs or three, three, you know, two hands and a foot because his uh, football IQ was high enough, man. That was amazing. That was awesome. That solidified what it was. But Dan Moses, shout out to him. Yadi, shout out to him. Quentin Spain, shout out to him. We love our Mountaineer boys, but homegrown ah, takes the edge all the time. Um, so we we talked about this. So we talked about Matt Moore. And we need to give credit for the fact that West Virginia led the nation, power five nation, in rushing yards per game. They were number three overall in division one for rushing yards per game. Um, do we want to talk about what we think of Neil overall, because we gave him a B. I do. I do want to talk about what we think of Neil overall, but I also want to say with West Virginia's uh, finishing eight and four, Brandon, what did that do for Ren Baker? Oh, I made it easy for Ren Baker. You don't fire Neil and you can't extend him off of eight and four. So you keep it status quo. For the first time since Ren Baker has been in Morgantown, West Virginia, he finally caught a break. Brandon, yep, yep. of all the bad breaks that have happened, of all the times where he's been put in a tough situation where he has to make a decision with under a week, he finally caught a break here. Neil Brown goes eight and four. Now he doesn't have to make that decision. It, I mean, like right now, he can wait a year. He can exhale. That's my whole thing. Run Baker finally, in all of being in Morgantown, West Virginia, he finally caught a break. He finally caught a break. He deserved a break. Ren Baker's a good dude. Seems like it from everything we can tell. Now, what I will say is he caught a break in football, finally. And basketball, he didn't catch that break, and he had a tough decision to make. Somebody brought this up at work. I'll shout out Jake, Work County, once again. He asked me the question, who wins more games this year? The West Virginia football program or the West Virginia basketball team? team <sighs> that's tough <laughs> that's a tough question and that's so terrible but let's who give, wins let's, give, let's, let's give the football team so the football team started out favored by three and a half points they're now dogs by one point according to most outlets um but let's say they win and give them nine wins does the basketball team get more than nine wins jeremy i don't that's see it I don't see it. Ah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. We get we get a couple more out of conference games, and then I mean we get Ohio State, which is part of the out of conference games, and then we start in the Big Twelve. What do we have? Four right Gauntlet. now. We have four. Do we have four wins right now? Uh, hmm, I don't know. Four or five is either four or five, but I think it's four. I think we have four wins right now. So that's a million dollar question. Yeah, look it up. The million dollar question for everybody's listening: Who wins more basketball? Uh, who wins more more games this year? West Virginia football or West Virginia basketball? I don't know. Uh, it's a close one. It's uh, it's it's rough. West Virginia has three wins, buddy. Oh, three, three wins. Oh man. Oh, man. So does West Virginia get six more wins heading into conference play? I, Jeremy, I don't see it. <laughs> so terrible. He asked me that question. I was like, it's so terrible that you actually have to think about it. But it really is. That's but the thing, the thing is, I don't have any I don't have any negative thing to say about Josh Eiler. I don't have any no, negative no. thing about the team. Those guys play hard. They bust their tails. They give it all they got. The trouble is, there's just not enough of them. 
There's just yeah, not but enough. But you do have, you do have to factor in maybe uh, a cook. A cook is that is that how you say his name? Yeah, cook a cook. Because I was saying his name a lot of, a different way, and you chastised me for it. So we'll say a cook a cook, and and, and uh, oh man, Kirk the guy his, yeah, Kirk Chrisa. Uh, and that could change everything. Like when they come back, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be pushing for the NCAA tournament. I don't know. But right now, he asked me that question. I thought, wow, that's a great question. That's a great question. I'm going with they're not going to do it, but you know, I hope that I'm wrong. Like I've said a million times, I hope that I'm wrong. And in football, I was. So maybe in basketball, I will be too. I just don't see it happening because they don't have enough bodies. And it's a gauntlet in the Big 12. The Big 12 no, is as strong as it's been. Houston's there. Cincinnati's there to go with your regular teams of Kansas and Baylor and Iowa State and everybody else. Kansas State, it's just, it's not, it's not right. looking good. Not looking good. But what is looking good, Brandon? Is Jesse Edwards the best big man West Virginia has ever had on their basketball team? Is Jesse Edwards the best big man they've ever had? Ever? Ever. Ever. Offense, defense, rebounding, scoring points in the post. Is Jesse Edwards the best big man West Virginia University has ever had? I'm not ready to say he's the best yet. Answer is yes, without a doubt. You say without a doubt, Jeremy? I feel like you're, I feel like you're really discounting Derek Culver. Culver was nice. Culver. I think you're discounting Sagaba Kanate. Yeah, no, but they didn't have it on both sides. Edwards has it on both sides. He can score and Derek Culver could score too, Jeremy. No, he could. But but uh, all right, Culver or, or Jesse Jesse Edwards had a team around here, Brandon. It would be so nasty. Edwards gets alley oops. Edwards puts balls back. Edwards Edwards game is more Edwards block, block shots. He plays defense and he plays offense. Jesse Edwards is the best big man West Virginia has ever had in a golden blue uniform. Period. Man, there's a lot of people out there disappointed in what you have to say. No, a lot of people as in you. Better, better now, than Kevin no, Snoggle? No. Oh, come on now. You know that dude was a small forward. You know that dude was a small forward. Um, Who else? Oh, Marcus Gorey. Is that where we're going? Marcus Gorey? <laughs> <laughs> Moss? Remember Moss, number 31? Is that who you're trying to go back to? Shibway, Shibway could have been, but Shibway didn't develop the offense. He he was all about rebounding and defense. And defense, he was good, but he wasn't great. Jesse Edwards blocks shots and scores on offense. We've never had Dior Fisher. Dior. Like Eeyore, yeah. Dior Fisher was nice, but no, Brandon, he wasn't on that level. Jesse Edwards... If Jesse Edwards was on any, and we're not counting, so we're not counting Kevin Jones' power forward as the big man. Kevin Jones is definitely better than Jesse Edwards. Blocking shots, just total game, inside, outside, defense, rebounding, blocks, everything. Kevin Jones is better than than Jesse Edwards. No question. Hey, 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 put it up, put it up, Kevin Jones or Jesse Edwards. You're about to get slaughtered. You're about to get slaughtered. Look, I just, I just talked to, I look, look, literally before I came on in, we, me and him, me and Kevin Jones was talking about grits, making grits. So yeah. I like Kevin Jones. That's my dude. I'm talking about cheese grits. Dude was showing his, you know, whatever, whatever. But Jesse Edwards is a different monster, man. The dude's seven foot. The dude's going in the draft. I'll put you it out like, there right now. All right. Put it out there. 
I'm not hating on nobody. I'm just saying. Uh, should Jesse I put anybody Edwards else? Kevin true. Jones or Jesse Edwards? And then put anybody else. Put put the other for the last one. But it doesn't matter because Jesse Edwards is the best big man West Virginia has ever seen. Period. Mm. You want me to just put it for one day or longer? Uh, put it for two days. Give it. Give it a couple of days. I don't feel like I'm that ridiculous saying this either. I, I know you're not think- ridiculous. I just don't agree. Yeah. Jesse Edwards was on any other team West Virginia ever had. We'd be talking Final Four. Other than the year that somebody sabotaged our whole program. <laughs> Man. It's a good question, Jay. I'm going Kevin Jones. All right. All right. Um, What else do we have? We're going to talk about one more thing, and I want to get back to football. There's things that people don't pay attention to, and they just figure, you know, they see it week for week, and they love it week for week. West Virginia, in my opinion, once again, now this one I could be wrong on. I feel like they did something that's the greatest ever in the football era under West Virginia. This year was the greatest uniform uniform combos from beginning to end that West Virginia has ever seen. Ever seen. That's my opinion. From beginning to end. All the different uniform combinations. Yeah. uh, I I feel like it was elite. I feel like the social media was elite. Social media was definitely elite. And I feel like this was the best they've ever done it. That's my opinion. I will argue they brought this. the fire, they brought the fire, they brought the heat every single week. I wish they would have done the Appalachian Ch- Tigers. Shout to Jake Lance. Appalachian Tigers, one of my favorite. The gold helmet, white, white jersey, gold pants. I wish they would have done that this year. Okay. Which reminds me of the Josh Lambert walk-off field goal against Texas Tech. It's beautiful. But, beautiful thing. But I, I just feel like from beginning to end, every week I looked up, I was like, oh, no, that's dope. Oh, no, that's dope. Oh, no, that's dope. Like, every week, West Virginia's unis were on point. I think we've had the greatest year in West Virginia attire. I don't know who chooses it. I don't know who ha- brings it through. All I know is I'm going to tip my cap. West Virginia, you did it like you've never, ever done it before. Props. Props to the social media team. Props to Uniform Swag. Props to all of those who are part of anything that we just discussed. Um, I feel like we're leaving something out. Because we did football. We did basketball. We're good unless you want to go on to the NFL schedule. That's, oh, that's real quick. Real quick. Chris Anderson tweeted this November 25th. But in the regular season finale, West Virginia football had a leading rusher as a true freshman. A leading receiver, redshirt freshman. Leading tackler, true freshman. Barring anything crazy in the transfer portal, the future is bright. I hope so. Barring anything crazy in the transfer portal. Um, what do you think about Ren Baker's statements on on because you talked about how he got a gift going eight and four, but how do you feel about Ren Baker's handling of Neil Brown and saying he's going to be back and all that good stuff? No, I mean that's that's what you have to do. You win eight games, it doesn't matter. You come back, especially when you when you owe a coach has that much money 
Do I feel different about the whole situation? I don't know. We'll see. You got another year to prove it. That's what you did. You bought yourself another year. Eight and four, I'll feel great about that. I'm happy for Ren Baker not having to sit on, on the hot seat and wonder what he's going to do and get ready for the reaction of all Mountaineer Nation. Nope, he has another year to sit back and let, let's see what actually happens. And now we don't owe this guy any money. So let's see what actually happens. Let's see what happens in the North Carolina game. I'm very interested in that. We're not playing the Big 12. We're playing somebody else, North Carolina, a good team down in Charlotte. It doesn't matter to you that do doesn't there. matter to you if Drake may if Drake may doesn't play. North Carolina no, has an abysmal defense. They give up five point six yards per play. Their rushing defense is bad. They're bad overall on, on the defense. Period. And that was against a weak ACC. So if Drake may doesn't play, does it change how you view what happens in that bowl game? It depends on how we beat them. If we beat them just by a little from garbage, the eyes matter a lot. So so if we beat them and it's clear it's not a very good team. That's one thing. But if we go out there and we we treat them like Baylor and we uh, not Baylor, we treat them Cincinnati. like Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah, it makes a difference. Um, North Carolina's had good recruiting classes. They got uh, Mac Brown, bigger to bigger to bigger to bigger to Mac. Yeah. Um. So 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 let's see what we could do against Mac Brown and boys. You know, and and if we get a good win and where a good win, I mean, we look good in the bowl game. That makes a difference to me. Jeff Ruff said, it really comes down to this for me. Do you measure success by beating bad teams or good teams? Neil's record against teams with a winning record cannot be ignored. Happy for the eight wins, and we can only play the schedule. I get it. Jonathan Martin responded, it can be both. I think we can be critical of Neil Brown's overall performance and acknowledge his lack of success against tougher opponents. I also believe we can acknowledge eight wins was, was a success, and he deserves credit. The foundation for next season is solid, he deserves to be back. Deserves to be back. Feel? He deserves to be back. If he loses North Carolina with the backup quarterback, I'll feel exactly like I feel right now. Nothing will change, and I feel like he's not the guy. Yeah, I I agree with you. Now, if they go out there and they stomp on North Carolina from beginning to end in Charlotte, a game that's in North Carolina's backyard, that will give me a little more confidence in Neil Brown. Because I felt for a long time like he's not the guy. I want him to be the guy. I wanted him to be the guy. I want him to prove me wrong. But I haven't felt that way. Finishing the season strong, that can make a difference. We'll see. We will see. But next year, he cannot let off the break. To me, you can't win less than nine games next year and call it a success. With everything that's returning, Trey Lathan included, with the schedule that's provided, Penn State and Arizona, they're only guaranteed losses, I see. We got we got a lot of a lot of the year to go. You're talking about like we, we have a whole offseason to look at what comes out and what comes in. For me, all I could do is f- focus in on North Carolina. We're eight and four. Let's see how we play against them. We play like trash, and I'm still out. We play well and we win. It could change things, in my opinion. Yeah, and when I no. say change things, could change my opinion of the climb. <laughs> I feel so nasty even saying. Yeah, climb. I don't like it either. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it either. I do like what Neil had to say about coming back. I like that he, you know, talked about the fact that he wants to be back. His family feels connected to the university. They feel connected to the community. They feel connected to the state. That's those are all the things we love about Neil Brown, the culture, 
the community, the 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 way he presents himself and the way he represents the university and the in the football program. It's just the wins and losses that have been an issue. So hopefully it will continue. And hopefully we'll continue going the right direction. Jeremy, what do you think about this college football playoff? CFP, man, they got exactly right. I would be furious if my team was Florida State and they went undefeated. But the I, truth is, but you gave the committee an out. Like I said on my tweet, this is a television show. This is for ratings. So Alabama, Texas, we're going to be in. Florida State gave the committee an out by Florida State starting quarterback and backup quarterback being out. This is what it, this is what it was always going to be. Now, if no. you want to talk about earned it, the, the committee said way a long time ago, hey, playing out of conference teams is going to matter. So Alabama loses to somebody in the final four, which is Texas, and then beats Georgia, who's won 30-some-plus games in a row, two-time back-to-back national champions. Yeah, Florida State, you didn't lose because you didn't play Texas. You didn't play some of the big boys Alabama did. They, you didn't play Georgia. They tried, though. I, that's that's let, one of the things that bothers me is they tried. They tried Yeah, to play you can tried, but the other teams can fail you, and that's what happened. But most importantly, what failed you wasn't playing the big boys. It's that your starting quarterback got hurt. Now, here's the thing. I like. I, I don't again, agree. I, I don't agree that it's their starting quarterback got hurt. I don't agree. You know what it was? What? They didn't look dominant without them. No, that's true. You can have your starter and your backup go out. Ohio State did that in 2014, but they continue to look like a juggernaut scoring 59 in the conference championship game with their third string quarterback. Florida State looked more than pedestrian with their backup. Either way, I would be beyond hot. Oh, I'd be curious. But but the truth is they got the right four teams. And if you really want to, like, if I was going to be hot, I'd be hot if I was Georgia winning 30-plus games and then you lose to Alabama. 29. Dynasty by by less than seven points, and now you're out? I actually would be mad at that. But, you know, it is what it is. And, Brandon, I'm going to be honest. Like, it's just like every other red-blooded person who's been ever born on this entire planet. I don't care. Unless it affects me, okay? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And it doesn't. And it won't because now it's going to 12. So, so, so. You're, cra- you're crazy I, if you think that won't affect us. I, I'm just saying, I, I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth. People didn't care. Like people reference in 93 when we got left out for Florida State. Florida State had one loss. We went undefeated, but we didn't go to the national championship. People didn't care. So, you know what? I don't, like, I honestly, I just, I don't feel sorry for people. In a few years, nobody will remember it. Sorry, Florida State. This is the way it works out. Ah, That's what it is. Not the way I would have picked it. What what do you do if Florida State goes out, wins their bowl game, and claims a UCF-esque national championship? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll be really embarrassed for their entire program if they do. Not Uh, me. uh, To be put in this same category as UCF. Uh, And you can do whatever you want because history books are never going to talk about that. Okay? Jeremy? I looked, Jeremy, have you ever looked at Pitt's national championships? No. Yeah. Back in the day, it was bull crap. You could just Jeremy, make up stuff. One year they went four and one and claimed the national championship. Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> back in the day, you could claim whatever you wanted. It's Jeremy, like, one it's year like, they, one year they you went, know why? Like, they do, went and do you know why? Because back why? then you didn't have Google. You didn't have Google on your phone. Yeah. Where every kid could just go. Like they said, <laughs> parents could say whatever they wanted 20 years ago. Now you can't because kid will be immediately be like, well, Google says. But back then they didn't have that, so that's what it was. Jeremy, one year Pitt went nine and one, lost to 
uh, USC in the bowl game by like 50 points and claimed a national championship. No, it's so much crap. It's Jeremy, so much crap. Jeremy, I, I just, I don't have any problem with anybody claiming a national championship who has merit. You're undefeated and won your bowl game in a power five conference. Florida State can lay claim to a national championship. If they beat Georgia, Jeremy, if Florida State beats Georgia, are you kidding me? Undefeated and you beat Uga? Uh, first of all, they won't. Second of all, even if they do, Georgia won't care. Like they're, they're not even showing up. They're partying. Who cares about this game? Yeah, okay. All I'm saying is I got no problems with them claiming the national championship. Because I, do you know why more than any other reason? Why? Because if West Virginia did, I would buy every national championship gear that Brandon, they offered. I would Brandon. buy a ring. I would have a parade. I would have a parade in my own city in Ohio. That's what I would do, Jeremy. My one-man parade. Brandon, I would, have, kind of I would have... I would have uh, in my neighborhood, I would have a parade. Are you serious? <laughs> if West Virginia went undefeated, then beat the SEC in a bowl game, like people don't like, I think people think I'm joking when I say <laughs> I'm not kidding. You think you think three year letterman talks I'm about his uncle lying. Gary being arrested. I would be arrested immediately the way I yes. would turn up if we and were I undefeated. Would, and I would burn and be- this mother lover down. Every inch of it. I'm I'm not joking. Like, I'm not joking. I ain't lying. I'm not lying at all. Like, I'm dead serious. Let West Virginia go undefeated. Beat the SEC in a bowl game and see if I don't set fire in 19 cities across the country. (laughs) Yep. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Man. Uh, Anyway. That's all I got. Well, let's go down the NFL schedule for the week. Do you want to or do you want to skip it? You want to go down the NFL? Yeah, let's go down the NFL real quick. It doesn't take it that all long. Right, all right, we can, we can do it. All right. What you want? What you want, son? So tonight, Monday night football. Well, no, we don't have to talk about tonight because it's Monday night football. We'll just go on what is going on for the week. Next week. No, it comes, it comes out. We can talk about Thursday. All right. Patri- that's what I'm saying. Next week. Patriots, Steelers, Thursday night. Should be zero to zero. Yeah, it's and it's be... looking more and it's looking more like Belichick is going to get fired. More and more like Belichick is going to get the axe at the end of the year. And then go where? I don't know, but it's going to be scary if he goes anywhere. Can you Jerry, imagine I, him? I think he ends up in Washington. Can you imagine if he ends up in Buffalo? Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. Brandon. Brandon. Why I wouldn't you if you're Buffalo? Why wouldn't you if you're Buffalo? You, because you really have to be unsuccessful to fire. Well, I mean, I guess you could. I guess Brandon, you could. Buffalo, buff, Buffalo's six and six right now. Buffalo yeah. is literally six and six right now. Why yeah. would you if Belichick is available? Brandon. Brandon. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> um then what other games are we looking at? Anything else that catch your eye? No, oh, see Lions and Bears. Nope. Jaguars Browns. Yeah, Jags, Jaguars, Browns. I mean, you lose a little luster without your starting quarterback. Yes. But the Jaguars are eight, are eight and three. Browns are seven and five. They're three point favorites. That's one you can look at. The Niners own the Seahawks, so that's not going to be interesting. But Chiefs and Bills is always interesting. Got to be. Yep. So you got to tune into that Sunday at four twenty five p.m. Next, you got Eagles Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. That should be a great game. Eagles have not looked good for a long while. I know they're only 10 and 2, but they haven't looked good for five straight weeks. Really haven't put up anything on offense. The Niners just came and kicked their tail, and now they're playing Dallas. The problem is, Dallas always implodes against good teams. 
Dallas is three and a half point favorites. So if you're a betting person, hurry up and go put money on the Eagles. <laughs> yep. But that's the game. 820 NBC. Dallas three and a half point favorites. That's a big one. That's all I got because I don't think anything else is that interesting. Now, other than the MVP and, and the Dolphins play the Titans on Monday Night Football at 815, not that big uh, of a deal. Miami's 13 and a half point favorites, but I will say I'll keep sounding the trumpet that Tyreek Hill is the NFL's MVP. I don't, I don't care if he's not a quarterback. Tyreek Hill is the best player in the National Football League. Whoa, he's the best player? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I can't argue it. He's really good. He's really good. He, to me, has achieved. He's on the Mount Rushmore of receivers, in my opinion. Randy, Jerry, Tyreek, and I don't know who my fourth is. Calvin yeah, Johnson, Megatron. Doesn't matter because you only have three receivers when you pick an all-time team, and those are my three, too. So that's it. But yeah, not only is that it, that's also it for the RVK. We out this. We finished. No mas. Please love us because we love you. And as always, get hey, Brandon, 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 Brandon. What boxer said no mas? Oh, Roberto Duran. There you go. Whoop, there it is. I think it was Sugar Ray Leonard, wasn't it? Or Sugar Ray Robinson. I always get those mixed up. I know that hey. I, I know I can see the difference in the way they look. I just forget which fights are which. That's right. No mas, no mas, no more. How dare he? But anyway, <laughs> that's it. Get at your boys. Out at the RVK. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.